Hey everyone, welcome to the Mass Construction Show. I'm your host, Joe Kelly, and this is the podcast about all things construction in Massachusetts and beyond. Today is going to be part two of our discussion with Mike Procopio. In this episode, we will dig further into the Infinity System, which is a panelized metal stud system that Mike will be using to build a 10-story high-rise in Lynn, Massachusetts. We cover things like design, coordination, costs, and subcontractors to install, as well as other materials Mike considered in the planning phase of the project. Enjoy the show. And it's funny, so it seems like the Infinity folks rolled into their cost. There is. It's a separate cost. On staff engineer. That's yeah, associated. Just, yeah and, we, and we paid them a separate design fee. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. They didn't say, yeah. oh, if you no. go with us, and we'll I, include I, this? or um, No. And, and I, that's not to say they wouldn't have if we had done it differently, but we were, it was in, things were in such flux at that stage of the mm. project. This was very fast moving. We went, we went from not owning the land to breaking ground and actually starting site work in seven months. So not only the land, I mean, not, not even having been introduced months. to the land. Okay. I shouldn't say not owning yeah, that's the land. Fast. Not, not even having been introduced. No permitting, mm. no concepts, mm. no napkin sketches. Yeah, I get you. So if you were, you had the time and you were saying, okay, we're going to go with heavy gauge metal stud. Yeah. And we're going to put prescient versus yeah. affinity and you might have had yeah. some. I would have given leverage. myself four extra months. And to, you would have had some leverage to say, yeah. we'll go with you, Affinity, yeah. over yeah. your competitor, but yeah. we want you to include the design right. or whatever. Right. Yeah. Or if I knew 100, or, you know, the other the other thing is, is you know, the design was moving, you know, even on my end, like just architecturals were moving so, so much fast. at that point, hmm. just back and forth. We're doing this, we're doing that. I think if those had been fully baked and we were able to say to Infinity, like, yeah, we want to use you. Here's this fully baked set of plans. Do your shops and let's go from there. It probably would have been a lot less, but they were. We, we changed this, changed that. Nope, we're doing this now. We're moving the club room from here. No, yeah. we're not doing that on this floor. So they were almost designing the building with you. Yeah, and uh, you know, a the right thing to do was to be paying them for that. Yeah, and B, the, like that, it makes sense from their, excuse me, from their model to, to need to get a design fee. I was just about to say, as you were explaining it, I would say, yeah, I would. Yeah, that's worth paying for. You know, that's right? And you don't want, yeah. you know, one of the things you don't want is someone who's just like, oh, here we go, we're revising these shops again, like. We're losing our shirt on this job. Yeah. No, you're getting paid to revise the shop. So just revise them again, and we're, we're designing a great building. Yeah. No, that's absolutely fair. Um, how about, um, well, to, to go back to the question I started going down, did you need to get a specialized subcontractor to install this? Um, need, no. Um, did, yes. So, so... No, it's 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 not it's it's not rocket science. It's not rocket science, right? Your local big frame, you know, your turn your big turnkey wood frame guys here could do this and do do this, you know, mm-hmm. in different areas. And you go around the country, and it's guys like Colton, these big turnkey lump, uh, framing guys that do it. Um, we opted for the contractor that, or are opting for the contractor that Infinity brought to the table. Okay. They're a preferred installer. Does a ton of them. Knows their system cold. Are they local? Um, no. No, which has been a source of some angst, angst, nervousness. Mm-hmm. You know, our end, contractor's end, uh, everybody local that didn't get it or isn't going to get it, and that type of thing. So, mm-hmm. um, it's a, it was an important piece of it though to us that we had the, the contractor that we knew could deliver yeah, but, this system. Right? Yeah, you weren't learning on the job. No, yeah, and that's yeah. the pro- that's the problem. Is it's you know it's I say this I say it's not rocket science about everything mm-hmm. all the time, right? I mean, it's just part of me and in this business but at the end of the day there's not a lot of margin for error on these money wise schedule wise and and it's very precise and it's a very unique system and 
you know, really around here, no one's doing it. There's very few. Consigli's got a, got one going out or had one going out in Worcester. Mm-hmm. Um, not, I don't believe Resi. Uh, might have been a dorm. I, I, don't, I forget what it was. But it was like eight stories. Okay. And, um, but there's no, nobody's doing them. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, there's there's spattering of experience on heavy gauge metal stud frame, but nobody has the experience with infinity. Yeah. It's the same thing we're talking with mass timber. It, ex- right? Exactly. And, exactly. And, and I want to go there. Somebody's got to dive down the rabbit hole on it and be the first. And at the same mm-hmm. time, that's a nerve-wracking thing from a developer standpoint saying, well, look, I love you. I love your firm. I love all your guys. I love your, I love the team you've assembled. Not a single one of you ever built a, you know, whatever, 15-story yeah. building out of mass timber. Right. Because not a lot of people have. Yeah. But once someone, some brave soul does that, then right. it opens up, right? Right. And I think I think that would be that. I mean, you could, you'd probably get a, it'd probably be an interesting conversation to talk to the, the project guys at Delbrook about it because I think it was a learning curve for all of us figuring out the kinks unique to Infinity. Hmm. So tell me this. Where my mind one is um, wood frame, everybody's probably really comfortable if adjustments need to be made during the system, right? In the field, you mean? Yes. Yeah. If we've got to notch something, we know yeah, how that works. It. You infill it. You do what you got to do. Yeah, we know yeah. how to core a hole in it and run something. Like, is there any, to go use the word again, is there any angst about, like, how flexible is this when we have an issue with duct work and, you know. It all has to be coordinated. It's extremely inflexible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not to say it's not flexible at all, but in general, the generalization should be that it's extremely inflexible. It's a welded panel. I mean, it's it's a problem if it doesn't work in the field. Yeah. So we're having to coordinate everything. I mean, the MEPs, the, you know, in, in our case, it's coming down on a different system. So it's coming down on that concrete podium mm-hmm. and that, which is actually two different building types and two different use types. We've got mercantile and, and the resi use up above mm-hmm. and that podium's in our, it's a 27 inch, 28 inch thick slab well yeah okay so 28 inch thick slab on like two foot by two foot columns right now we run into all sorts of coordination issues as to how we get through that slab there's no you know core it and... you can't now you can't core it so it's like yeah it has to be buttoned up in the coordination right so this perfect. is not a right so and, and you get kind of the clash between those two systems you've got bearing wall and part of the reason that slab's so thick is you've got you're not bearing on the columns everywhere. You're mm-hmm. you're bearing all over the place. I mean, you're coming down mid-span. Yeah. And we got pool posts coming down, picking up a, you know, forty by twenty-five foot pool. Which ways? And know. a column's coming down ten stories, nine stories at that point, and landing mid-span on the podium. Yeah. So stuff like that mm. is just, you know, you got all these interactions between these parts. You know, we can't you can't penetrate the podium, you know, within whatever two feet of a column. Well, what if that's where the wall lands and that's yeah. where the pipe's got to come down, right? So it's it's been a, a lot heavy more coordination. coordination. Yes, yes, a lot of coordination. Yeah. I think the only upside is where it's apartments, the units fixed. If this was condos and you got somebody that came in and said, we want to do a custom condo yeah. or I want to buy both of these yeah. and slap them together, like, yeah. this would never work, right? No way. Yeah, I can't do it. And what it, it, what it made us do on our end is we're typically, you typically have a lot more flexibility with wood or with any project to like, not drag your feet on like certain interior decisions, mm-hmm. but drag your feet on certain interior yeah. decisions, right? And like, well, we want... So on this, as we were working through like internally, you know, from like almost like a marketing standpoint, like, well, how big should this walk-in closet be? It's shown on the plan as four foot by five foot. Well, we think we should add six inches here and make it longer here. Well, that stuff has to be baked like way earlier in the project. It's blocking. Yeah. The block. Mm-hmm. The blocking's metal. So the blocking's in, you know, from the factory. Mm. Not just like, well, we don't know what's going to go there. We'll just throw the wood blocking in there in the field. Yeah. Well, now it's just, 
we're dealing yeah. with different materials and a structural yeah. wall and the ratings yeah. and all you know you just you're running into all these different issues that yeah i mean you've got flat stock you can yeah uh, no no you can it's just more but it's just more you got you're coordinating all this it's stuff. less flexible it's less flexible it's funny because you talked about the closet i went into thinking like a bathroom or something whereas if when you start framing the first one, you're like, oh, "This yeah, bathroom does tight. feel a little tight. Why don't we make these yeah. a little like let's kick let's kick the, let's kick these walls over eight inches all the way up? And yeah. It works. It's fine, right? But not anymore. <laughs> yeah. Now you're like, "Oh shit!" Right. And yeah. that's the the so another place where coordination was was actually really really problematic was so in wood frame, you've got a a um, let's say a handicap bathroom. So that bathroom is going to be a little bit different than the one above it and below it, right? Mm. It's probably maybe it's one of only two or three units in the building that are yep. ADA. So it's a little bit fatter and it's a little bit wider, and the door's a different opening, not an infinity. Everything's identical. So if you have in a stack mm. an ADA unit, so if you have to have a shower that's just flat to roll in or whatever. Well, it's not necessarily yeah. So it's not necessarily that type of stuff as mm. much as so say the ADA say all like the showers in the building are, are five feet, but the ADA shower is six feet. Okay. All your showers are going to be six feet in that stack, gotcha. right? If you're, you know, you're, the doors we could fill in, but like the turning radius, that's, that's the yeah. example, right? The turning radius. Yeah. So if you, if your unit, you know, if your ADA unit's on floor four and that needs the turning radius, all the ones below it need it and all the ones above it need it hmm. because everything has to stack. There's no, you don't have a no inch. customization. No, yeah. no. So it was constantly an issue, you know, as we were coordinating shaft, like stair pressurization shafts and the restaurant mm. shaft. And as we're trying to like move this and finesse this like we would with wood frame, you just, you can't. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. the Delbert guys were awesome because they were, they were, you know, not frustrated, but they're the guys that had to coordinate all of it. And it was yeah. just like, it was a bear to get get all, all done. I mean, I think it's going to be a great system. Yeah. And I think it's a really good fit for this. Kind of like, you know, we can talk about mass timber, but it's kind of, kind of the same type of thing. Very niche system mm-hmm. for a very specific segment um, of construction. Right. This is really going to sh- like no one. I've seen these. I've seen the metal stud projects. I, I took some pictures of my wife's from L.A. And um, last time I was out there, there's a gigantic metal stud project going on. It's four stories high. And I was like scratching my head like what? There can be no possible payoff on that. Well, that's... Um, like it just doesn't. I, I, I didn't understand it. But now you're talking in that sweet spot of like 10, 12 stories. Well, that's where you start to get, you know, it starts to pay off because, yeah, if you had 18 or 20 stories, steel's great. You can afford it. You've got all that extra density. Yep. Eight, nine, ten, twelve. Like that's a borderline project. Like right. this project would have been a lot better at twelve stories. Like penciling. Mm. In hindsight, in hindsight, if I'd had the time, I probably would have gone for a variance. Okay. Did you design it to be able to add two to it? No, you no. got the pool on there. That would be tough. <laughs> yeah. Indoor pool. We have a big, beautiful roof deck. It's going to be a really nice building. Mm. So there's a couple of things now that you said what you said um, around like kind of for the right it's the right thing for the right project yeah i kind of feel like the same for mass timber and even insulated concrete forms like in the right application they make a boatload of sense like i saw insulated concrete forms on a mid-rise hotel and in my mind i'm looking at that saying okay demising wall between every hotel room needs to be rated right you also need a super high STC rating, mm-hmm. right? So you're building similar to the infinity. You're having all those core wall, demising walls being mm-hmm. built as you go up. Water's not an issue. Mm-hmm. I was walking through it. Mm-hmm. The thing is soaked, but mm-hmm. who cares? It's concrete and styrofoam. Yeah, right. Great application. You know, you have the rated walls with beyond what you need for a fire rating. You have 
the sound rating, the STC rating beyond what you need, all done by the time the building's topped, all in place, and then you're just infilling with metal stud. Repeatable, no custom mm-hmm. stuff, like makes a lot of sense. If you're down south, if you're in a flood area, like all these things make all the sense in the world. You look at energy cost savings, mm-hmm. like it was crazy. You could get like R64 on some of these insulated concrete form panels. It was nuts, right? Um, and then you really look at where a wood frame system might get you technically they would it would be deemed r21 the insulation itself yeah but when you put all those components yeah. together yeah you don't really get r21 no. you get yeah you get all this bridging and all sorts of stuff going on in there and yeah install issues and yeah, yeah. where know, the you're not IC- you're not anywhere near yeah where the icf you were right. getting a true right r28 or 34 or 55 or whatever crazy numbers they had right um so i think it sounds like Infinity falls in the same place as ICF in Mass Timber to some degree. You know, Mass Timber, we were chatting right before this, makes a lot of sense if you are adding on top of an existing building. It's so light, you don't need to add support steel and micro or mini piles in the basement. Um, so older cities with a mid-rise yep. housing stock makes a lot of sense where a developer would normally come in and say, okay, well, we can't add on. It's cheaper just to rip the thing to the ground. Now you're talking about sustainability, waste, especially as landfills become an issue. Yeah. Like, so they seem like they all have their um, spot. But I'm more fascinated is do you think that infinity ever makes sense in the mid-rise? Like what we would call true, true mid-rise, yeah. the podium stuff. Yeah. I, I don't see how it would. I mean, unless wood is somehow becoming a problem, right? So like for me, wood's not a problem. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Do a lot with wood, yep, um, and it's sustainable. So, no, I, I don't understand how that would be competitive mm. because it, it inherently is going to do a bunch of things. I mean, it's going to make your building more complicated. It's going to make coordination way more complicated than it really needs to be on a podium product. Because, mm. I mean, we would all agree there's there's levels of coordination, yeah, you know, and wood wood frame podium simple ones especially would be the least amount of coordination you're going to have to do because you're dealing with open truss bays and mm. the ability to modify stuff in the field. Um, it's going to complicate your coordination. It's going to complicate your install, and it's going to dramatically narrow your subpool to install it. Um, so, like, I, I just don't see how it would ever. I don't see how it would ever really pay off for. Mm-hmm. for I mean, maybe when you get into like the five-story, five-over podium, where things get trickier with the framing, and you're flipping framing directions, and you're doing some funkier stuff. And you're not gaining much on speed because you're panelizing anyway. You're not gaining much on speed. And we looked at we looked at another project that was going to be like a two-level podium, and then we were going to try and max max out on top of that. And you know, maybe there's some advantages to that. I don't. Is it lighter than wood? No, because you've got the concrete floors, no, right? I no, mean, you've got concrete decks. Yeah. Yeah, you got concrete decks, and they're not insignificant concrete decks. I mean, they're you know, six inch. I mean, it's lightweight concrete, but that's still a deck. Still, it's still a big deck. Yeah. So n- nowhere else are we finding, you know, so you're not getting the speed, you're not getting um, the, the cost is not there, right? The sustainability is not there with the, I, I can't see a driver, but. I don't see it penetrating. I don't see it penetrating the like typical four story podium. Okay. Market. But yet you see it like like that pitch I post, you see it in Colorado and out west and. Um, and it was a huge project. And the only thing I came away from that thinking is maybe whatever their turnkey supplier was, that was what they did. Mm. Um, I don't know. 
Now, did you they do see it? I, when I was looking into these systems, it seems like they um, almost require all three um, D modeling BIM on these systems. Not all, but yeah, there's a lot of it. Yeah, there's a lot of it. Okay. Um, and now, if we can rewind just a touch, so back to your original um, kind of layout of your company, where you've got the development. Um, consulting, property management, general contracting. Um, I see that on this one, you're going to subcontract out the site work. <laughs> yeah, so this one was like an even more interesting, like double knot. So we're the developer. We own the land. We hired Delbrook to be the GC, and then we carved out the site work. So we're really not a subcontractor to Delbrook on the on the site work. We just carved it out and we're doing it ourselves, and we're making our our site guys, you know, basically be a subcon, basically work for the Delbrook supers and PMs and whatnot. Um, again, just but the money's not being passed through. It's Delbrook. not being passed through. Delbrook's no. not paying you. No, 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 no. But they're like you said, they're super. They're still managing. Oh yeah, 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 yep, yep. Our guys are you know they're doing the coordination meetings with our guys. They're telling our guys where they need to be and what the sequencing is and stuff like that. Um, and again, it was a it was a cost thing, um, and we didn't even get deep in. We just looked at conceptual stuff with them. We were like, "Yeah, no, we're, don't ignore the site work. We'll do the site work." Hmm. Um, site work guys are busy. Site work guys that can handle a job that big are even busier. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just throwing numbers at it that are that are crazy. They're crazy. They're crazy. And that job had a lot of unknowns. It was typical urban. It had been old shoe factories. It had all been torn down and thrown in the hole. And we knew there was some risk in the ground. We didn't know what it was. The environmental was fine. But mm-hmm. urban fill, a bunch of special disposal stuff. Um, you know, at the end of the day, we kind of made the decision, like, look, we, we're comfortable with that risk. We're comfortable with the site. We'll do it. Mm. So it wasn't even about kind of like, and I guess at the end of the day, yes, it, it, it comes down to money. But... It wasn't like, oh, hey, this could be profitable for us. Where we, bo- it's just really both. So, so, so we, so we, right? del- in that particular, we delivered the site package for fifty percent of what the estimated cost was going to be, oh. and we still made our normal money on it. Right. Okay. So yeah. both, yeah. both. It, it kept my guys busy and, and does you know is a nice job and whatnot. But at the end of the day, it was massive savings, huh. and we just have more flexibility with our guys to be able to have them do things. You know, I mean, we. It'd be you know, responsive. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, we, you know, we would run into these pockets of like unsuitable material and like it's easy to shift gears when it's your own guys. Like, okay, mm-hmm. no, everybody doesn't have to go home and wait for the LSP to come out three days later and check it and then get trucks lined up for five days after that. I mean, just like, let's just resequence it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's our project. We're incentivized to do that. Okay. How are you doing for time right now? You you good? I'm good. Okay. I'm my watch so, on, so I know I'm really good. That's right. We're just at about the hour mark, but I, I'd like to talk a little bit. Um, more about mass timber because you um, you explored it on this one. We did. We um, mass timber came up very early in this process with our um, with our structural peer review. Um, they suggested mass timber as an option. Um, we we struggled to get a, like a clear path forward on it, right? Because it was very. I think even since then, I mean, it's been a year ago. So, I mean, since then, things have gotten a little clearer mm-hmm. around Mass Timber. But it was very ambiguous, um, you know, exactly how it would get approved and how it was treated and what the current code allowed versus what the new code was going to allow and what, um, you know, whether you had to go for, like, these exceptions under means and methods and stuff mm-hmm. like that and what that timeline looked like. And I think on our team, we were all very 
interested in it because we thought it was a great solution to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were there was just like this inherent risk of like, well, we don't have an extra eight months. So if this means and methods exception takes us eight months, that's not going to work, right? So it was just kind of around there where it sort of fell apart. Um, but it was interesting to see that conversation progress because what it showed me is that the fact that that was coming out of the structural engineers mm-hmm. um, or the peer review structural engineers at least tells me that it's it's here to stay. I mean, this is yeah. not this is not something that is that is being resisted. I don't think. Do you mind if I just add in for people that are listening? Um, that concern was coming around. Historically, mass timber was not a recognized product in the building code. So it didn't fit in any type of construction. Under the ninth edition, they now allow for it, but it's only up to four or five stories. So you would, what would happen was where you were as of right on the zoning side, you would have had to go to the state board of appeals for right. a building code refusal because yep. you wouldn't meet the building code. And that can happen. Or the local Lynn building official could okay it anyway, but that's unlikely that they put that risk now, here's what's interesting as far as the trend goes, where you're saying it's here to stay. 2021, I think you actually shared something recently. The IBC, which is what Massachusetts is based off of, is going to allow as high as 18 stories out of this. So if this is 2021, those concerns you have are off the table. Off the table. Yeah. Off the table. Yeah. And, and I, you know, we've got other projects in the pipeline or potential projects in the pipeline that we're looking at in that horizon beyond mm-hmm. 2021, and that's a real factor. Um, you know, one of the one of the concerns around that is who's going to do it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, again, just like kind of like the Infinity. Infinity mm-hmm. is a little bit different because that's a more similar system to traditional wood. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think there's going to be some risk for developers in this early stages of mass timber as they you know, try to find contractors that are familiar with it and know it and get the right, you know, we talked a little bit earlier about having the right kind of local consultants that are really familiar with it and get mm-hmm. them on your job site and, you know, kind of walk people through it. And I mean, even nationally, there's very few firms that have really made that one of their niche offerings. It's mm-hmm. like, we are the mass timber guys and you know, we can deliver the high rise mass timber buildings. Mm-hmm. So you, you might find this interesting. So we were chatting about one that's going to happen in South Boston and, um, it was, it was going to be union built, um, so they were kind of struggling to find the right installers. There's some open shop folks out of New Hampshire that have done a lot of this. Um, but talking to that GC, they told me that there was a particular local subcontractor that was just begging for the job. I don't even think they cared if they made any money on it. They were a traditional metal stud drywall <laughs> company, yeah. large scale doing high-rises downtown, and they just wanted that job. They don't care if they make money on it. They just wanted that job so they could build with that product because I think they see what you're seeing and yeah. what I'm seeing. And it's going. So if we need, if we can be the first one that gets the experience, yeah. the next real one that happens, they can say, okay, no one else has built these, but I have, yeah. right? So, um, so we, we, had a, <laughs> we had a project that never got off the ground um, because of some easement issues, but it was, a, it was a hybrid. It was like 120 resi units with an office building on the front end of it. And we looked at that as doing the office piece with mass timber mm-hmm. and the resi piece with wood. And that was our exact thought process. We were going to build that ourselves. And that was our thought process was uh, no one is doing this. Genius. There is huge advantage to the first guy yeah, that absolutely. does this. The first, first one. First mover, man. The yeah. first mover. There's yeah. huge advantage to someone just seeing what that is a wood building. Because, I mean, yeah, it, you know, at this level in the 
in the trades or in or in contracting and, and construction, people are starting to understand what it is. Mm-hmm. But I think you'll still stun the public if they're driving down the road and they see that as a wood uh, high rise. That is a yeah, wood yeah, yeah, yeah. superstructure going up, right? Yes. I mean, it's just I think it's just one of those things that people, if if they don't know what it is or or how great it is, yeah. I think they'd be a little shocked by it, and you'll get yeah. that kind of eyeballs Absolutely. on just exposure. The, I mean. We talked a little bit earlier, but when we were talking on the social media front, but just the exposure that you get from that and what comes from opportunities yeah. just by people seeing, oh, hey, who are those yeah. guys? Let me start what digging in, doing? right? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's interesting. But do you feel like from a, from a cost perspective, if, like if you remove the issues with the concern for the Board of Appeals right. and time, from a cost perspective, do you think it made sense? Yeah, we thought, we thought that would, I mean, that was only four stories. No, forgive me. Not the not the one that you back oh, away you, from. Oh, you mean a, a high rise? Like, if, take take the code issues off the table for right. for looking at our building. Would yeah, your Lynn yeah, building. I think it probably would have. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So we had we had some pricing. We, we had some general high level pricing data through the through the peer review structural engineer, who had has been involved in a bunch of these, served on a bunch of the. Um, I don't know the right terminology, but the advice basically the advisory committees that worked with the with the IBC. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a bunch of data for us and. Looking at that, it would have been competitive. I mean, the wild card there would be finding the contractor mm-hmm. that's not going to say, "Yeah, we'll do it." There's X amount of execution risk for us in this, mm. you know. Yeah, but there's some really interesting. I don't know if you listened to any of the podcasts that I did, mass timber related, but um, there's a really interesting case study about a building that Lendley's did. And just outside of Huntsville, Alabama, um, for time reasons, I won't get into it, but I can chat about you with you after. But I mean, just drastic reduction in time, time, crew size. Resi? Uh, hotel. Hotel. It was military housing. That was, they were extended stay hotels and they had a contract with the military. So the case study has very good comparisons because they're building the same building over yeah. and over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they knew. How many guys? How many hours? Right, how many do- right. They've got great metrics. Yep. Yeah. And like four, like we're well, we're into it, so I might as well do it, right? So they um, do shafts and everything, like like elevator shafts and stuff out of the CLT. Yeah. Yeah. Like so that's that's, what, that's where you're going to huge savings. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, having a slip form of a shaft. I mean, I know. yeah. UMass yeah. Amherst did it. That yeah. you you walk into the stairwell and it's wood. It's stand it up. I mean, it's a it's it's you know. Yeah. They, one day there's no shaft, and the next day there's a shaft. Yeah. They sent out at UMass. It was four. Um, 40-foot panels because yeah. they had a four-story building. Yeah. Just stack them. Stack them together. And it's so weird to oh, walk right. into, a steer, into a stairwell. It's wood. And it's wood. And it's interesting I mean, because that brings up the design aesthetics of it too, right? I mean, you got... You know the open timbers, the the way the CLT is just there's some there's some there's some huge huge possibilities there. You get into the wellness and the whole yep. idea about having natural products, yep. sustainability, like biophilia, having yep. natural products and what that does. Um, but I'm gonna have them backwards, maybe. It was like man hours and time. In one was thirty eight percent and one was forty percent. I don't know which one which reduction. So, man hours were down forty percent, and time to erect was down overall time forty percent. Yeah, from their standard. That is insane. Because that's real money. It was like so that takes what that does is that that becomes the that becomes the piece of the pricing conversation where that I mean that makes the price and the erection cost of the mass timber stuff not irrelevant, but much less of a factor when compared to apples to apples, right? You're just doing, looking at it on a scope sheet and you're saying, well, steel's here and mass timber's here. 
that's not the conversation anymore. The conversation is, do we do this building in 20 months or do this building in 12 months? Mm -hmm. Now, now, now it's, you know, now you're talking tens of millions of dollars. It depends on the size of the building, but yeah. now you're talking real significance. Yeah. Think of like the knock-on effect though, too, where, because uh, to some degree you could be talking about a crane operator and four carpenters. Yeah. Right. That's it. Yeah. The entire building was five guys or most eight people, right? But the knock-on effect is when you look at, like when insurance looks at something, I remember doing the original Millennium Place and they have numbers where, okay, you're doing X million dollars of um, construction. The actuary is going to tell you, you know, 1.2 people are going to die or whatever, mm -hmm. whatever mm -hmm. the math is. The safety of prefabbing everything and reducing the crew size and exposures to yeah. falls and every like, so you start improving your safety. Probably your insurance gets better. Obviously, your speed gets better. I want to say I forget which project I was looking at. I don't know if it was the place in Vancouver, British Columbia. They had did an eighteen story mm -hmm. dorm. Those yeah, one that's, of the, a, that's a great project. Mm, yeah, one of the projects. Um, I was when I was talking to the two professors at UMass who have been studying this for decades and now all of a sudden it's having its day it's yeah, really yeah. interesting for them right um think about them they've been in obscurity all this time and now all of a sudden you went from like <laughs> the baby is there it's yeah, grown up and, and now like, like, Here we are. everyone wants to yeah. talk about it and yeah. they're like yeah i've been saying this forever right um but they were talking about whatever it was they were either three or four months uh, like ahead of schedule on the superstructure going up and they told the subcontractors they're like okay listen this is how it's going to go. But like most subcontractors, they hear the general yeah, contract and yeah. they say, all right, here's the plan. Here's yeah, how yeah, we're, yeah. we're going to be done with this and three. And they yeah. say, yeah, look yeah. at that schedule. Sure you are, right? They ended up, I think, being four months <laughs> ahead of time with the schedule, but they ended up only coming across the finish line like a month and a half ahead of schedule because the subs couldn't keep up with the speed of the building yeah. going up, which is wild. That's crazy. Right? Um, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's going to be a real factor. There's no... I think so too. There's yeah. no question. I'm curious. You brought up insurance, and I, that's one of the things I wonder. I wonder if the insurance companies are going to be able to get their heads wrapped around it from a from a fire perspective, in builders' risk yeah. perspective. You know, because it's not, you know, like so builders' risk right now is out of control for the wood frame product. Mm -hmm. I mean, the price has doubled, and like, yeah. I mean, I mean, we know why. I mean, we just had a bunch of losses right here. So, yeah. but I mean, that's a that's a factor and you wonder like how they're going to get their heads wrapped around it's wood but it's really different than yeah. a performed. bunch of a bunch of kiln dried a bunch of kiln dried sticks that are there Absolutely. and ready to go up like a bonfire this is not really the same stuff how are we going to price that how are we going to look at that are we going to look at it like steel is it somewhere in the middle it's just interesting yeah no there's been enough like i mean they've done shake tables on it for earthquake yeah. they've done fire testing on it it performs great. Yeah, that was that was that article with the fire testing. Was that article I posted? Was some some of that was about the fire testing. Oh, was it? it was, okay. Oh, it was just just insane the way it performs. Yeah, it performs yeah, fantastic. Yeah. right. So, I think big insurance companies can look at the data on that. So I think the fire is not gonna. I think the fire is gonna be an improvement, right? Because they're gonna look at if we're doing typical podium and you go with this product versus yeah, that. It's a bonfire waiting to happen. Yes, all day long, mass timber is gonna be priced better than stick built. And then on top of it, just the safety. I mean, yeah. Think of all your exposure when you're framing wood frame right now with truss and all that. Kind of, like, 
crazy. There's a lot of parts. fall protection yep. and a lot of issues. And, and the speed, we don't always think about how the speed of the overall building affects all those issues, right? Mm-hmm. X number of more months with exposed areas for fall protection. X mm-hmm. number of man, man hours. Just the added, how many accidents per man hour, right? You're just yeah. reducing the man hours. Your men are on the job less. It is inherently less risky, right? you know, over the time period. And you start to add all those things in and you start to realize huge benefit from the schedule reduction more so than you know if steel was a 10 million dollar line item and mass timber was a 10 million dollar line item it looks like it's a wash but it's not it's not yeah and then all that schedule time you're making up in general conditions right. and yeah like, exactly i mean there's exactly. so much money there crane time yeah stuff like that i mean they think of, even our building think about that the amount of crane time that we have we have a tower crane for in like nine months mm-hmm. because it's all those individual picks for yeah. all those panels, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, as opposed to something like mass timber where you're erecting the building like steel, you're dropping all the, you know, you're dropping all the drive, the, you know, skids of, skids of uh, studs in there for guys to infill mm-hmm. and you're, and you're done. Your crane's down in whatever, in yeah. four months, right? Not in eight months mm-hmm. or nine months or 12 months. Yeah. That's, it's insane. The, that actually makes me think though about when you were talking about weather and things like I think the nice upside to the infinity, though, is you, like any mold issues or things like oh, that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that's yeah. that's a big consideration. But all right, let's do this because we're getting a little long in the tooth. Um, and I didn't cue you up on this one, so it's going to be on the spot. And it could it could be anything. It doesn't have to be exactly what we're talking about right now. But um, what do you think we see more of, and what do you think we see less of over the next 12, 18, 24 months? I think you'll see less of the resi. I think it's going to cool off. Um, there's a ton of projects in the pipe, and I think you're going to see. I think you're going to see developers de-risking, not in a significant way. Mm-hmm. Um, you're just going to see them being more cautious. I am generally um, aggressive um, if I think I can make a project work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find even in our own internal process now, we're de-risking a little bit, looking out, um, saying, look, like, yeah, I'm signing a deal today. Everything's great. Interest rates are in the tank again. I mean, mm-hmm. it's great, right? I mean, people are putting long-term debt on these things for 4%. Like, everything's great. Everything's going good. By the time I get this across the finish line, it's two and a half years out. Are we still on top of the mountain two yeah. and a half years out? I. I don't think so. So do I think it's going to crash? No way. But I think you're going to see that inherent de-risking. And I think that shifts into things that are very attractive right now and getting more attractive. Self-storage, um, biotech. Um, so I think you'll see guys like me are going to struggle with that because we're straight resi. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you'll see the more well-rounded general contractors be able to shift gears. Um, I think you'll see a lot more of them going into like the, the public like the 149 and 149A work and stuff mm-hmm. like that, which which goes gangbusters, you know, when other stuff slows down and it's very it's you know very cumbersome work, but it's good work. Mm. Um, now, do you think you internally look to uh, to diversify, even though historically you have? Yeah, I think I think we do. I think we, we have diversified to an extent because historically we didn't do the advisory work and kind of all that stuff, and mm-hmm. we maintain properties too, so we've always kind of got that sort of operating business cash flow type thing that helps but mm-hmm. um we I, I would like to look at more smaller commercial stuff so we mm-hmm. did we, we did a we did a big office fit out um for the first time um full got multiple you know it was it was a great project mm-hmm. we did a we did a, a a very large addition to a to a pretty good sized dental office 
um, you know, four additional operatories, all new admin spaces, mm. renovation to all the existing spaces, all new dental equipment. Um, tricky little kind of medical project, which we like. So, I mean, I would look at that. I think the medical, um, the med office and like the actual medical piece of construction goes very strong. And um, at least from what I can see from the outside, when those types of clients find a contractor they like, they just, they just live with you. Yeah, they don't. They're like they're not bidding projects. They're just like, this is my guy. We need this done. We need this renovated. Mm. So I think that type of diversification I would like. I don't, you know, I, I stay very much in my lane as a developer. Yeah. I don't, I'm not an office developer. You're not going to go build. I'm not space. a. I'm not a light industrial developer. Would I do a self storage? Probably because I can get my head wrapped around that. It's a box. Yeah. Um, but I'm just not. That's not. You know, these guys that do these spec like light industrial flex space. Like I just don't even know. So, I think diversifying to some extent, but not. Not crazy. And I don't, you know, we don't want to grow like that either. Hmm. But it sounds like you might have the flexibility for your construction crew to help out on the property side if need be. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. That's, and a, we've, that's a way to kind of yeah. protect her in the downside. Yeah. And we've always done that. And we'll, we would dial up, you know, we've always got our own kind of projects that are ready to go, but not all the way there. So we can, historically, we've been able to dial those up and put our crews on them. Hmm. Okay. Um, so almost less about the investment, and more about the um, both management of both. But if we've got if we've got land that we own, we, we have land that we we own, for instance, a variety of different places that's unentitled, mm-hmm. and we're just too busy to waste the time, frankly, right now. Yeah, running it down. Well, sudden there'll be a day when we're not too busy to waste the time running it down, and we'll put some man hours into that of chasing down the entitlements and getting the zone and fixed and getting that done, and hopefully we can project, you know, before. Things you know, completely slow down. Right. Yeah. And and then you're able to go. Now you've got this kind of pocket project that's fully permitted. And as long as you can get the capital arranged for yeah. it, you can rock and roll when, yeah. when the third party stuff dries up. And suddenly you've got a bunch of crews and pricing's come down. Yeah. You're able to, you're able to jump on that. I mean, our Needham's Landing project was like that in, in Lynn. It was, you know, the market was really depressed and pricing was great. And it was a small enough, it was 42 units. It was a small enough size building where it was very manageable for that type of a thing. Hmm. No, that's interesting. That's actually, uh, that's not what I, that's not his, that's not reflexively where I want in my head, but because you normally you think diversifying and it's really, you're thinking about sectors, but like you're, you're, you have a lot of levers at your disposal. In, yeah, in my sector. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you can kind of use to, to yeah. ride out the storm. Yeah. And, the, and we dial up the site work. So the site, you know, and that goes up and down too, but we'll, we, that they can be very diversified. So, and because all areas of that are very, very profitable. I mean, in general, right? So mm-hmm. like, I don't want to go build a single family house the way we're set up right now. It's just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be cost competitive for somebody and yeah. my guys would go crazy. And it's just, just, once you do what we're doing, it's hard to go, go that back. way. But for the site work guys, if they can go from that site in Lynn and two of them can break off with an excavator and go take a foundation for somebody. Yeah. They can go do a municipal sewer repair work for, you know, the city of Lynn or yeah. the town of Saugus. They could go build a retaining wall for another developer or for a homeowner who's yeah. got a big, massive retaining wall. They We do in, we do in-house soil nailing and mm. micro piles wow. and okay. all that kind of stuff. And, I had no idea. Right. We, do, we kind of fell into a niche of very large retaining walls, hmm. like the 40-foot high and 500-foot long kind of retaining wow. walls and that kind of stuff. So we, that stuff's always out there. Hmm. Um, and... You've almost always kind of got it. Just it's just how you chase it, right? Yeah. So when we're busy, we're not chasing it. Mm-hmm. And then when you're looking kind of and saying, "Is this stuff going to slow down? Maybe I need to spend more of my time every week 
chasing the site work jobs because we know we're going to need to keep that rolling. Yeah. Or, I mean, the flexibility with, okay, you guys can, we'll plow. Yeah. Things got really bad, yeah. right? We'll get your yeah, site plow. crew, you've got plow. front end loaders and yeah. whatever. Like, all right, we'll we used plow. To, we used to put all of our loaders on municipal. You know, the guys always loved the, it was never a moneymaker for us, but the guys loved the overtime, right? So right. we would, you know, the, the loaders would all go out. They all had big 12 foot power angle plows on them and they would plow for, they plowed for the city of Lynn, they plowed for the town of Saga, right? That kind of stuff, so. Well, and if it's, if it's lean, you won't you don't want to lose yeah. your crews, right? No, That's, right. What's that worth? Right, and historically we haven't, right? I mean, we, you know, historically we're not a, you know, in this Laying business, it's and... yeah, the layoffs and stuff like that. Historically, if we hire somebody, we want to we want to have a long term team member that buys yeah. in. So. Awesome. Okay, Mike, this is fantastic. It was awesome. a lot of time, but uh, we I, I feel like we. We're all over the place. We were all over the place, <laughs> but in in a good way. We were talking beforehand about how we tr- how I tend to try and keep it narrow, and then we just fucking said. Everything. Yeah. City of Lynn. It's awesome yeah, to work yeah, there. Okay. Yes. Go but, Lynn. Yeah. Awesome. All right, Mike. Appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you. Everyone, can't thank you enough for listening to the show. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Hope you loved what you heard. Um, if you did, if you wouldn't mind heading over to SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, wherever it is that you listen, and give us a rating. It would help us to get heard, which would be huge. Keep this thing going. Um, if you want to get more involved head over to massconstruction.org. You can see what we do there. You can also connect with us on LinkedIn, Instagram, or Facebook, all from that page, whatever your medium is that you prefer. Uh, And last thing I got to say is thank you, thank you, thank you. We out, we out, we out.